Dad, did you wash my jersey? Mom, can you sign this paper? It's for school. Is there anything else to eat? So what's this fundraiser for? Ooh, can we stop at the library? So when's our next Disney trip? Hey, Dad, can I ride with you? Did you record the soccer game? We are not getting a cat. The laundry is still out of control. Welcome to the Victory Catch Podcast with Rick and Julie Randa, Season 2. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando. And I am Rick Rando. And we are celebrating today because <laughs> we're back with you. It, it's been a while, It's Jules. been a while. Rick, why don't you share with our returning listeners and welcome any new listeners out there. Um, here's why we're a little delayed. So first things first, welcome back. And we want to welcome ourselves back because <laughs> it has been a ride to get here. We had every intention of releasing uh, episode one of season two in January. However, I'm just going to start with my yeah, couch crumb. Go for it. Okay, I'm just going to go with it right now. My couch crumb is that in a presentation that I was doing in December uh, for a group of about 70 plus. Now, it's a team I'm very familiar with my laptop decides to just die right in the middle of the presentation. Mm -hmm. Just boom. Just, yep, I'm good. I'm not really deciding to work today. Laptop, peace out. Okay? I've never actually had a laptop die. I have friends that say, oh, my laptop died. And I'm like, okay, did, was there any signs, you know? And there's not. No. It's like a person that that just, you know, goes postal that you don't know, you know, what happened. You're like, oh, my gosh, one day he was fine. The next day, boom. He's going crazy. That was my laptop. Mm -hmm. So in order to go through all the craziness that is, all right, you got to get all the information off the old one, put it on the new one. Okay, that was a four or five day process. Then you got to get the laptop. Then you got to upgrade because I apparently need Windows 11. Who knew? You know, I I thought Windows 10 and I were, were <laughs> fine. I thought we were you know, uh, going to be together forever. And apparently the computer guy said, no, 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 you need Windows 11. If you don't do it now in 2025, apparently your life is going to end. So I said, okay. So the recording software that we use, unbeknownst to us at that time, is not compatible with Windows 11. Mm -hmm. So we went through probably two or three weeks of trying to figure all that out. Okay. The, the headphones weren't working right. And then the audio... Uh, was not working right. We actually recorded yep. an entire episode already that was no good. The audio was 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 junk. We can't use horribly. it. We'll put it in the vault. You know, it'll be in our historic vault. I thought it was a good one. It's a great episode. Sorry, guys, you can't hear You'll it. You'll never but... hear it. It's just mess <sighs> because uh, you know the the microphones were not picking up correctly. the The sound waves on the audio equipment registered is fine. So anyway, so there we are. Yeah. Here we are. Okay, that's a, a long story to say. It took us a while, but we are back. We're back. We're on back, your baby. your whatever device that you're listening on that we're here. We're here finally. And you know, round of applause just for how everything finally worked out. We're here. We're not jinxing anything. We're glad to be here. And we have been on the Victory Couch plenty of times. Absolutely. We've recorded once before now. And we recorded the entire intro with our kids, kids. that we had to scrap. Yeah. We had to throw all that out. Yeah. And it's just been a ride to get here. We, we got here. So, guys, welcome back. Thank you for your patience. We now hope it all makes sense for why we could not release things when we had planned. You know... It was just meant to be. It was meant to be that we are here today and hopefully this content we share and kind of, uh, you know, kind of get to the nitty gritty of it all. Maybe this was the one that was supposed to hit someone, yeah. maybe not the other one. So yeah. we're just going to think of it that way. Yeah. So if you're new, welcome. We don't normally rant at the beginning <laughs> like that. Nor share our couch crumbs early. Exactly. Yes. But uh, the way the format works is Julie is on the right side of the couch. I am on the left side of the couch. The Victory Couch is a real place. It's where we come to uh, celebrate life and ask the deep questions and just rest from life's craziness because uh, Julie is, is crazy in her way with her schedule. I am insane in my way with my schedule, but we always make time to 
come together and connect and just you know, celebrate uh, the victories. That's why it's called the Victory Couch. So she brings two questions to me that I've never heard. I bring two questions to her that she's never heard. We banter and we solve life's problems right here on the Victory Couch. Julie, you get to go first. All right. I'm going to bring some brevity to the top of the episode here because obviously we had to share all of our woes. So I'm taking it back because you know how, as I shared at the end of season one, Talking about nostalgia makes me giddy. Yes. So we're just going to start off fun. I have my deeper one I'll save for later. But my first question for you, Richard, as young little Ricky, when you were little and you'd come home from school and you had a little snack, Mm -hmm. I just want to know what was your favorite after school snack as a kid? Teddy Graham's. Teddy Grahams. Yep. Okay, there's multiple flavors, chocolate, cinnamon. Yes. What would you go for? And honey, I think is the third one. Oh, yeah, one. honey. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong on that. Yeah. I'm a cinnamon kind of guy, mm-hmm. and they taste a little like graham crackers, but they were the, like the bite size, because I liked, I like graham crackers. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like graham crackers, and I think they sell multiple graham crackers, because I think they have like cinnamon graham crackers yeah, sure. and just regular graham crackers. Mm-hmm. So if it was a good day, it was cinnamon graham crackers, but if it was just an okay day, it was, uh, you know, Teddy Graham. So Teddy Graham's one of my favorite. I also like Ritz crackers with um, uh, peanut butter in the middle, and you can make like a little sandwich. Mm-hmm. And because there's little holes in the Ritz crackers, if you squish them together, you have like little s- the top a little little snakes that mm-hmm. come out the top of peanut butter. That's pretty fun. So try that with your kids. It's pretty gr- delicious. Sidebar: We have a family friend that actually makes chocolate covered. Oh, yes. Chocolate-covered Ritz and peanut butter crackers. Listen to me very carefully, humans. Amazing. Yeah. Who okay. Would have thought? It's a salty sweet blend. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not. I don't even really like like peanut buttery stuff mm-hmm. like that much. Um, but that will change your day. That's so that's grown Rick delightful snack. It's kind of like your childhood snack was just got elevated. Yeah, is what upgraded. Happened. Yeah, it's two it's 2.0. Yeah. Uh, I also would like bowls of cereal. I, I'm yeah. like a frosted mini wheats kind of guy. You come come home and get your fiber and get ready to go ahead and start the night activities. And uh, anytime chocolate's involved, as you know, as if you've been kid, listening. Though? Yeah. Well, yeah. chocolate. Yeah. M&M's. You know, sidebar again, my wife for Christmas got me these specialty M&M's I did. where she put my picture on the M&M. Yeah. And it says something about your travel snacks because yes. you said that's your travel snacks. That is my travel snacks. Yeah. Uh, sidebar again, we are in an airport here just recently and a bag of plain M&Ms is right now currently at most airports $12. So pack your snacks before you get to the airport. Mm-hmm. A lot of sidebars. I had three sidebars here in the last couple couple sentences. Your brain's just binging. I love it. Yeah. So definitely. And also, I don't think I'm going to be able to eat those M&Ms with my picture on them. I don't think I'm going to have to it- save them. For specialty, you know, I for can specialty buy things. You new ones, honey. Like I don't know. They're, they're pretty cool. Gold. They're I pretty mean, cool. Yeah, of course. They're pretty they cool. Are. Yeah. M&M's with your face I on knew it? You would Come like on, man. That. I, knew, I knew that would bring you joy as it did. A lot of joy. Yeah. A lot of joy. What about you, Julie? What are your snacks as a kid? What okay. do you like? Um, can I ask you a quick follow up before I answer that? Did you prepare your own snacks or is it because your mom obviously was working and your dad working after school? Like when you showed up, was any parent home or childcare provider like or did you prepare your own snack? What do you remember? So I went to a childcare provider's mm-hmm. house before school and after school. It was very early because my mom was a teacher and she had a 35 minute drive. So we were getting there at like, I don't know, maybe 630 Um, and then we'd have to wait. There was another lady that would pick us up at that house and take us to school. Fun fact about me, I actually lived in one school district, but my childcare provider lived in another. So I would go to the, I'm not saying rival, but the rival elementary (laughs) school to where I lived. Yeah. So I would go and hang out with one set of friends at night Yeah. because that's where we all live. So we'd play kickball and stuff like that. And then they were like, why... Why, why aren't don't, you going to our school? Why aren't school? you going to our yeah. school? Are you, you know, you're going to the play for the other team or whatever? So I'd have to explain, well, you know, it just worked out that way where the child care provider literally was three blocks away from the other school. So I, it was neat because I kind of had friends at both schools. So, you know, at middle school when all the schools mm-hmm. sort of merged Merge, together, yeah. I was like the end, like, oh, yeah, who's that girl? and Who's that guy? And, you know, I was like, yeah, I know everybody. So <laughs> come, to, come to me. So I played matchmaker a little bit when I was in sixth grade, but. 
Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. No, they I, I I when I was younger, they would provide the snacks. And you know, there's the classic, you know, we have celery and peanut butter, ants on a log, things like that. And, you know, like pretzel sticks and stuff like that. But th- those were good. But there's nothing like a peanut butter and Ritz cracker sandwich mm-hmm. and you smush it together and all those, you know, little snakes come out. What do you have to wash it down? Do you have like a milk next to it or uh, what do you remember? Uh, I don't remember, I that. remember I, that. I I don't know. Probably Kool-Aid. Something Probably fun. Kool-Aid. Yeah. yeah. Blue Kool-Aid is always the best, I yeah. think. Yeah. That's cool. Um, mine might feel like the wrong time of day but one of my favorite after school snacks as a kid was cinnamon sugar toast cinnamon toast yeah with with sugar and and stuff like yeah, that just like toast that you know two pieces of bread you put in the toaster and then a little bit of butter and just the perfect ratio of cinnamon and sugar on top yeah nice it's a good after school snack and you know i i remember making that myself i also you know it's funny you mentioned cereal i remember my brother um, the one I'm closer in age to, he would get a huge bowl of cereal. So like my, I guess he was probably like a young teen at the time, like a big old bowl of cereal. Just sit there. And you could have town. cereal pretty much any time during you the could. day. Yeah. Right. Season two listeners, if you're not familiar with our rant on cereal, go back to season one. You'll see a little uh, cereal talk way back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Cereal's good. Anyhow. All right. So that was my fun one. I thought I'd bring a little nostalgia, a little, you know, childhood after school snack. Okay. Well, how about I give you my fun one? All right. Bring it. All right. So we have a big game coming up. Okay. A big game coming up. It's a national game. It's the bowl that is super. Yes. Okay. I don't know if trademark, for trademark reasons, we're allowed to actually say the The name. American. Yes. Super. Well, it's football game. It's your world. You're the world champions, but it only, it's only allows in American. Which is very American of us. Yes. (laughs) Yes, all our friends on, uh, you know, all the other countries that listen yes. to us, you're nodding your head. Yes, yes like, it's very American. Yeah, like what's going on? It's like, yeah. it, it's We're like... We're the world champions here in our nation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's true, it's true. <laughs> so anyway, whereas the World Cup in soccer is the actual... The world, like, yeah. World yeah. Cup, yeah. Way so. more appropriate. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. not knocking it. I'm okay. just saying... No, I mean, we watch it every year. There's a big game coming up. Yes. Okay, so, all right, here's the deal. Let's pretend, just for a second, that you are headed to a Super Bowl party. Okay, yeah. Okay, Super Bowl party. Mm -hmm. What foods do you hope are at that party? Any type of dip that has cream cheese as a base. (laughs) Simple. Buffalo chicken dip, Mm -hmm. uh, crab dip, Mm -hmm. um, like your basic ranch dip, uh, maybe like an onion dip. Uh, Yeah, anything that is started as cream cheese or maybe some sour cream up in there so yeah and i don't even like sour cream but you know hidden valley ranch sour cream bing bam boom done but no you have to have a buffalo chicken dip you gotta have a crab dip would be the elevated oh yeah I, i'm i'm at that house or i am that house we've, and people are we've never in. been invited to that house no i think we've made our own we, yeah yeah we have yeah. done that before um i definitely would like to see some type of chicken wing on the menu oh yeah and i i I know you have strong feelings about certain chicken wings. I like a good homemade chicken wing. Mm -hmm. I mean, not, you know what I'm saying? You get the chicken wings and you make your own sauce and, you know, you do it. I don't need that. It has to come from your local pizza joint. Um, I don't have to have pizza at my party, but I do expect it to be there. Like, I'm not leaving that house if they don't have pizza. But yeah, dips are a must. And if you show up with the sad little veggie tray, guys, wrong holiday, wrong event, wrong. No, <laughs> nobody eats the veggies at that party. They just don't. They don't. They can be there. You might have one care to try to feel good about yourself, but it's all about the but, dips. But what do you say? What did you, you said earlier? Like the ranch dip. Like, what are you dipping in there? Oh, like the chicken ra- wing? You're ra- no, you're, you are. I've seen okay. people do that before. Well, that's why blue cheese or ranch usually come on the side of ch- chicken wings. I know that's not part of your taste buds, but that is mm. something that happens in life. Um, maybe I, like a good good wavy chip, like a good wavy Lay's and like yeah. a thick ranch dip. Yeah. I'd be down with that. But I'm a French onion dip, dip on that. Yeah, the, I know you are. You know yeah. what's funny? I don't need to have that, but I like you said, what's going to be there? Yeah, th- th- some type of dip with a cream cheese base. That's a quick answer. You know what's funny? Depending on what part of the country you live in right. or what part of the world you're listening, mm-hmm. you might not even know like what chicken wings are. You know, or at least like why they are popular yeah. at for Super Bowl time. Well, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You know what my dad once told me is that like 
back in his day, his like college era, that it was the cheapest part and like people were pretty much just throwing it away. So when he was like, you know, chicken wings weren't a thing. Like people, you'd have to almost pay someone to eat chicken wings because they were like the leftovers of the chicken. Like nobody wanted anything to do with that. And when I, you and I went to college, it was a thing to like oh, go yeah. to chicken wing night or like. Oh yeah. Oh, you, know, you can eat chicken wings. Right. Wednesday or like night. Tuesdays, they're 50 cents a piece or whatever it was. I can't remember. But yeah, that it's just funny to hear. He'd be like, oh my gosh, Julie, when I was little or, you know, like, like college age. You know, people would have to pay you to eat that. Like, that was the throwaway. And then be like, how much are you paying a piece for those? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're right about that as far as. But that's really with anything we say. We're very mid-Atlantic. What's coming out of our mouth is from the culture we're raised in. So Mm -hmm. you get what you get, right? Yeah. Where we're at. So I'm thinking that at at my Super Bowl party mm-hmm. that I'm going to attend at someone else's house that they prepared. Okay. Right? Yeah. I'm thinking there's got to be meatballs there. Okay? Really? Meatballs. Yeah, you got to have meatballs. With, the, with that, with the big football party? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Meat. There has to be meat at the okay. Super Bowl Not party. Not judging, just processing. Go ahead. Meat. Meat. And I would expect there to be pizza. And I would be a little bit taken aback if pizza was not presented there at the party you would order your own and just send it I to would the house be like what's going on where's the pizza there's no pizza there's no pizza there's no pepperoni pizza where's the pizza i'm ready for pizza now so anyway i'm thinking that i would want mm-hmm. pizza definitely meat and i'm thinking like you said that the the dip is is i think that's it's weird that's that. essential you got to have the dips they make this harry and david dip you know what i'm talking about I do yeah and you mix it with uh the sweet pepper relish yeah and you mix it with the cream cheese. Cream we'll cheese, it. it's, exactly. It's good. It's good. Yeah, that's really really good stuff. And it does not. It looks a little yeah, weird. Don't describe it. Yeah. Because it looks like pink, mm-hmm. kind of like something that you wouldn't want to eat. Mm-hmm. But it's really good. Yeah, it's kind of addictive. And if you eat it with like a tortilla chip, mm. it has the salty and a little oh, bit yeah. of the sweet pepper relish and yeah. the creaminess of the cream cheese. And I have to put a shout out out there to Tara, and you know who you are, and Ethan. They introduced us. That's right. They were the first. Yes, they were. Yeah. And we had this, and they had to like, please. They said, please, just try it. I know it looks like baby poop, but I want you to try it. And I'm telling you, it's going to change your day. And uh, it took a while, like mm-hmm. a lot of convincing, but I, I tried it and boom, we were like, I don't know where you got that, but uh, sign us up for monthly delivery yeah. on that because that was good. And we have it every year, like Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's yeah. very rare that we have it, but we, yeah. yeah. The, but the dips are, are where yes. it's at when it comes to that. Yeah. Dips. Do yeah. you like that celebration every year? Is that something you look forward to? For the Super Bowl? Yeah. The bowl that that is The bowl is that's super? Super. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it. I like the commercials like everybody else. I mean, some some years the teams are good and, you know, the stories are good with the players and mm-hmm. stuff. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't watch anything leading up to it. The only way I would watch that stuff is if my our team, like team which you and I have, yeah, yeah, if they were there, then we would I would be soaking that stuff in. But, um, yeah, it's just it's it's good. It's the bowl that is super. Next year is our year, honey. You know that. Next year. We'll get <laughs> next them next year. year. Is every, yeah. every year is next year. All right. Well, I'm going to take it on a little bit more of a serious note. We alluded to the fact that on top of having all of our technical difficulties and craziness, um, you know, we're back in a new calendar year, which also means we're getting settled into rhythms with our kids and all of their activities. And just like you and I can get overwhelmed and stressed out and all of that, our kids can be the same with all of their activities, trying to balance their academics. And, you know, middle school's no joke right now as far as the rigor of some of the classes. So my question to you, and this is a parental question, but I think if you support any young person, you don't have to be a parent for this to resonate with you. But what's the best way you think you can support kids, our kids or kids you come in contact with? without stressing them out so like what's the best way to support or encourage versus stress them out and add to it listen just to listen listen is number one yeah just like any other problem solving um you know culture or or different type of uh strategy listening is number one you've you've got to actually understand what the problem is or 
what the stressors are um, before you can try to solve them. So number one is is listen. Number two is know your kids so well that you know when to, when to listen and when to ask. You should be asking all the time, right? Like how was school today? You know, what class is challenging you at this point? What are your victories? What are your wins? You know, who are you sitting next to next to lunch? What did you learn today? You know, what uh, what situation were you in today where you really had to lean on your faith or something like that, right? We should be asking those deep questions. But also when your kid gets in the car and they're really quiet and their mm-hmm. head down, their head's down and their body language is just not what it normally is, then you need to ask questions and really, really listen. So I think number one is listen. Um, and number two, obviously know your kid really, really well. So you know when to ask those pertinent questions or to dig deeper than just, hey, how was school today? Fine. <laughs> right. Uh, and I think the other thing, too, is that y- you can sort of watch uh, behavior as well. You know, if something's odd in a pet, um, you know, oh, they can't talk to you, but they know you You pretty much know, oh, they're something's going on inside of them because they don't normally do this behavior. They don't normally do this activity. I think, you know, kids are the same thing uh, or in the same way. They act the same way. Um, different patterns that you're looking for, different friend groups that now they're in. And, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, the guy that goes postal, you know, is there any, is there any, um, was there any signs? Well, if somebody was looking really, really hard, maybe you did, you did see the signs. Um, but you didn't act, you know, so I think kids are the same way, you know, all of a sudden they have this mental breakdown, but it just didn't happen. There are lots of things that led up to it. And there's lots of things that also are additional stressors that maybe are not uh, happening. Like, for example, you know, the same week my laptop died, uh, I found out that somebody tried to steal my identity, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so that's, you know, a fun thing. And then also, um, you know, traveling for a different thing, a speaking engagement that uh, that ha- happened very early in the morning where, where I was traveling and, you know, things went wrong on the way there. You know, it sort of just seems like um, things are piling on top of each other, but it just so happens that all this stuff that our stressors are all happening at once. For kids, a lot of that stuff is out of their control. They can't control when mom and dad stay at work late. They can't control, um, you know, if the computer breaks or dad needs to be on the phone for an hour with the credit card company about, you know, stuff. And, you know, they, they, they need what they need when they need it. But there's also many opportunities that or issues that they can't control. So I think listening, knowing your kids, and then also sort of finally just looking for behavior patterns that are different that you know that, okay, now they're stressed or same thing. Maybe you notice behavior patterns that make them happy. Man, they're outside all the time playing and, you know, they're getting along so well as brothers and sisters. Like, what caused that? Why is that happening? There needs to be, you know, um, we need to we need to keep doing that because mm-hmm. we, we, we like that, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so, Jules, what did I miss? I don't think you missed anything. I mean, obviously, your perspective totally makes sense to me. Listening's a huge one. Um to not add to kids stress is really hard for me as a parent when I'm going through stressful things. Yes. Yes. Cause that, I mean, and we, we've had a, the last four weeks, we've had lots of stressors that have popped up things we've shared and things we haven't. And for that to not flow over to a kid is really, really, really challenging because we all live in the same household and we all experience the same day. And as a parent, one thing that I've learned is watching how each kid processes things. And for me, it's really hard to identify with a kid who processes way differently than I do. Or, you know, watching things where, okay, how can we facilitate, um, you know, uh, kind of something healthy to help them process? Like Lawson recently, he was sharing, you know, mom, sometimes when I get in the car, and I think he even shared on the end of season one on the bonus episode he was featured at, but he said something like, you know, there are moments I get in and I just, I just need to be, you know, I just need to sit there. And that's very brave of him to share. And I felt in the moment like, man, I should have paid more attention to that. I should have noticed, 
you know, cause I'm excited. I'm like, hey, I haven't seen you all day. Like, Hey bud, how was your day? How was your Spanish quiz? You know, and you go straight into that, but finding ways to be more encouraging and not adding to the stress sometimes is as simple as like be, being quiet and being observant. Um, one thing I noticed for Dylan and she went through a really rigorous season with her extracurricular activities in the month of um, December and January specifically. And I found ways that helped her process at a very young age at eight years old. Okay. She has so much on her. She was doing rehearsals um, for production. Gosh, I don't know. It was like 35 hours a week. Um, I think that's about what she was doing. And in order for her to process and not get overwhelmed, because I could feel her getting really overwhelmed, especially as they reached kind of towards the end of of, uh, preparing for that, she was just stressed out. You could just see it, right? But she was still doing what she loved. So it's like, okay, how do you balance that? How do you help her in a healthy environment balance that? And I realized that if I broke down what she had to do in little bite-sized pieces, so I would write down, okay, here's what this week looks like and have, you know, if it was, you know, nine to three 30 or whatever, have the hours on the fridge. Here's what you're doing that day. Boom, 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 boom. And at the end of the day, she went up with a Sharpie and she crossed it off. And it was like you and a child. She was just, you could feel that sense of accomplishment that, okay, okay. Monday's done. I did that. Like I did that check on to the next day. So instead of being like, Hey, your next three weeks are insane. You have all of this to do. We have a lot leading up to, you know, the, the big, the big thing, you know, uh, performing and it was a lot, but when I saw her take it in and when I saw her and she would say, mom, don't mark it off. She would like rush to get a Sharpie. Like she wanted to be the one who crossed it out because she's the one who did it. So observing ways, and I'm going to try really hard as a parent, like observing ways to better facilitate how to encourage even during stressful times and not add to the stress is something I'm going to try to work on. And I'm, as a parent, you know, learning as we go, that's what we do. No one gave us a manual, but I'm finding these things are really helpful. And I'm with you. I think just listening and observing are are huge and just finding tools. I will just tell you that something I struggle with is that we can see our kids' grades online Hmm. 24-7. Right. Right. So we can pull up uh, you know, our child's grades anytime that we want. I don't know where you are, where you live or where, if you have that access, but we do. And some days it's kind of frustrating mm-hmm. because it's like, wait a minute here, what happened on this? Qu-? And you know, like I, you know, it's like, okay, I just need to remind myself, all right, calm down. It's going to be okay. This is just one, one thing, or it's just uh, these two weeks here where he's, he's learning these new things or that she's learning these new concepts where the grades, you know, they're, they're, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I'm, I, I really have a hard time with that. Yeah, I have that can add to their stress. Big yeah. Time. Because you, now you're like, what happened? You're like, Oh, well, you know, they haven't graded it yet. And that's why it's a zero out of 10. And like, Oh, well, I didn't know that. Well, cause I'm flipping out and I've been flipping out all day since this morning when I looked at it. And the first time I have to talk to him about it in private is uh, seven thirty at night, so I'm all keyed up. I've been worked up all day about him getting a zero. How can you get a zero? I mean, right? And I just need to, like, I don't look anymore. Yeah, because it's not, it's not yeah. a zero. It's no, hey, it's the teacher just hasn't filled it out yet, Dad. Right. And you're like, what just happened? So it's also that, um, yeah, it's it, it's hard to parent in this era. I mean, that we do have access to so much. And unfortunately, access can provide unnecessary stress as yes. a family unit. And yes. Yeah, we're working on that, right? And that and that comes from me. Mm. You know, it's not it's not from him. Or let's say he did get six out of ten on a quiz or something. Yeah, not, that he, wouldn't be the end of the he, world. Well, he himself has that stress, like, oh man, well, I got to get that up, or can't believe I I bombed that, or you know, it was a pop quiz or whatever. And then he's got to hear me say it. You know, whereas. 20 years ago, my mom doesn't know what I got on a quiz mm-hmm. or whatever. I would just have to internalize that. And say, All right. Well, next week I better be, yeah. you know. And the reporter comes out yeah. and it's an A and nobody knew any different. Yeah. Or now it is an A, yeah. but we brought unnecessary stress into the process. Yeah. yeah. So I think that us as adults, you know, um, we have to sort of keep ourselves in check too. Mm-hmm. know our behaviors, make sure that 
we are listening, but also that people are listening to us of like, hey, Julie's like, hey, don't look at the grades. Yeah. <laughs> don't look at them. You yeah. know, it'll just it'll just upset you or just frustrate you. So. Yeah. And that's a whole nother topic. But identifying your kid's success or failure as your success or failure is an unhealthy thing because it's not true. But that's another topic yeah. for another and, day. And also grades uh, aren't always the end all be all. That's right? true. Another grades, topic. Grades don't indicate you know, how smart or intelligent or the problem solving abilities that someone has. So yeah, that's yeah, a different, another topic for yeah. another day, but yeah. I have another topic. All right, for you. hit it. What's okay. your second? All right. You ready? So this is sort of like a life moment. Mm. Okay. Question mm-hmm. life moment question. All right. And here's my question. Other than like your high school, college graduation or our marriage mm-hmm. day or the birth of a child, Okay, can you name one experience that you knew was magical at the time you were experiencing it? Mm-hmm. So you're going through this thing, whatever it is, and you're you're realizing, wow, this is special, and I I just want to take it in. Wow, that's hard. Um, I as a we're talking about parenting. I go straight to our kids. The first thing that popped in my head was Lawson's black belt exam, mm. his first one. Um, that was, it was magical. It was also during COVID and the memories of a room full of people masked watching something he's worked to achieve for years and being your spouse, knowing what that moment meant to you. That was magical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that got me a little emotional thinking about it, but that was, um, that was definitely one. And then the other one, um, you know, like I said, just as a parent things pop in your head one is incredibly recent just a few weeks ago we were in Atlanta Georgia at the Junior Theater Festival 2023 and our daughter was part of an extraordinary group of young performers uh it's very emotional I've had people ask me like how is Atlanta and this and that and I'm like you can't put it into words like it was magical so you said um, other than graduations and other than weddings and other than that law since black belt exam definitely pops in my head. Now that was a couple of years ago, but, um, Dylan performing at junior theater festival with her peers at eight years old on stage in front of 6,500 performing arts individuals, whether they'd be her peers, whether they be, um, you know, these are people that love, musical theater and love the art of performing. I mean, it, it, you can't put it into words. There's, um, they had the honor. We can talk about it now. It was hush hush for a while, but they had the honor of being selected. Um, they were one of five performing arts groups in the country, um, of, of young people, eight ages, eight to 18. And, uh, they had the honor of performing 13 junior, the musical, and, uh, just a little snippet of it. And they get to this one part and, and the song is called uh, A Little More Homework and they get to uh, kind of towards the buildup of the song and all the kids, there, I think there were 28 in the cast, they just come to the edge of the stage and they're holding hands and the music's crescendoing and you are, if you have a dry eye in there, mm. like you just don't have a heart. Because, I mean, that weekend was incredibly magical and special and it was a lot I mean it was uh, physically exhausting and emotionally what a roller coaster but um, since that's so recent I would say that that moment that experience was magical and I know that it will be part of our story um, as long as Dylan wants to do it so and as long as she is the honor of auditioning and being part of that group so, yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, um, we had no idea that this thing even existed uh, prior to you know we've heard of it, but yeah, you know, just because of of her performing arts studio, which is MCCA, um, they've been several years, and they always go down, have a great showing. They're always earning awards and doing special things there that that groups that are the superior groups get a chance to do. And, but we, we had no idea like what we were walking into, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm. You know, what is this thing? And, uh, you know, we walk in and we're getting ready to check in 
And of course, you know, our daughter has, you know, her, she had her newsy shirt on, I mm-hmm. think. And a little girl just comes running up to her and said, Hey, how are you? My name is so-and-so. Um, you know, which, which production are you doing? And Dylan was like, well, um, we are doing Newsies and a secret production that we can't tell. And she said, Newsies, oh, that's one of my favorites. We're doing, I think she said James and the Giant Peach. And, and so those, these two little humans are talking <laughs> to each other, you know. And then the next thing you know, they're hugging, you know, break a leg, you two, break a leg, see you on the elevator. And it was like, what just happened? Okay, because I don't know about you wherever you're listening from, but I've been to basketball tournaments, soccer tournaments, karate tournaments, and the second you walk in, you're not hugging people and telling them to break a leg unless you're doing a martial art tournament and you secretly hope the other person has an injury where you can then take their gold medal from them. So it's it was so different than anything we've ever done. It was so positive and uplifting. In fact, you know, um, you know, we go into this, this room and this room is probably one of the biggest rooms I've ever been in. When everybody got in that room, um, to have close to 6,500 to 7,000 kids all singing show tunes and they all knew all the words and they all have choreography because it's previous um, things that they've done. When Annie came on, everybody's doing steps and they're doing turns. And I'm like, Julie and I are looking at each other like, I think I remember the song, but I don't, you know. Live it every day. Yeah, yeah. and like they have songs from Les Mis and they have songs, like it was just crazy. Like everybody knew everything except me. I'll be honest, I'm raising my hand. Um, and the, the the person that that came out and was sort of the MC uh, started right off the bat that said, listen, if you're going to be negative, move on. If you're going to criticize the way somebody's toes are pointed, move on. If you're going to, um, you know, lambaste somebody because they haven't hit the tone that you think they should hit, move on. It's all about positivity. These are kids. We're going to uplift them. And if you can't handle that, go down the street to somebody else's, you know, performance festival. And I thought, wow, no wonder everybody was so nice when we walked in because that's the culture they've created. And it was, it was magical just because it was out of my comfort zone. I had to really, I had to put my guard up, you know, when you go into a place with strangers, because a lot of the people we travel with, I didn't know them. And then also you're going to a place where, okay, like, are we going to, we're going to beat everybody. We're going to make, right. And everybody's like, it wasn't like that at all. It wasn't like that at all. We were celebrating. There was a guy there that was tap dancing and he only had one leg. Amazing. He had one leg. And how can you not like celebrate that guy and that struggle that he, that he overcame? There were people there with special needs performing. There were people there with physical limitations that were performing. And, and, you know, everybody's got a story, of course. And, you know, these kids, like it's standing ovations from everybody. Um, But it was truly magical when she's on that stage, she's up there and that's our little girl. She's on the end and she's holding hands and she's singing that specifically that the end of that, that song of, of the number 13. And I just, I just wept like a baby. Yeah. It was magic. It was, beautiful. it was the whole weekend was magic. And I have to say the the team at MCCA, holy cow, the precision and the care and the organization and the love that they showed specifically not just our daughter but the entire team yeah. and the parents that traveled Families, with them yeah. was it was second to none. It was incredible. And you know, it speaks volumes when for me I'm watching parents who have done this and been there and done that. And like you mentioned before in the sports world, sometimes it's kind of like you're not in the club. Like, Oh, yeah. well you, here's yeah. what it was like last year. And well, you wouldn't know there's none of that. Yeah. There's also students who have gone through mountain city center for the arts. They've graduated. They're back as interns for a junior theater festival and their parents invest in coming to this. Yeah. They're not even performing. Yeah. And they're there because they know this is special. This is sacred. I truly mean that word. This is a sacred weekend. I mean, as I shared with someone who asked me the other day, I said, well, we've, we've uh, sipped the Kool-Aid. Like we're in, (laughs) we're in, we will be a part of junior theater festival and the honor in our community of being part of MCCA as a family, as long as our daughter wants to be there. And if I could convince Lawson to try out for a summer production, I wouldn't a heartbeat. He has done community theater before. It's just been a while. But 
as I mentioned, and I think I shared this on my personal Facebook page, in our small little community, our kids have your, our martial arts studio, Kickmasters Karate. And if they're a performer, they have Mount City Center for the Arts. How you can be a kid in our teeny little hamlet of a town and have this extraordinary care and extraordinary opportunity and levels of detail that go into the crafts how can you not come out a changed person? Mm. How can you not come out being more of a well-rounded human who wants to do nothing but be kind and give to others and be a leader? And these children, while we live in a very small rural, you know, community and, you know, Appalachia, it's just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. But yeah, strong shout out to, uh, to our friends at Mountain City Center for the Arts. We are honored to have watched it and yeah talk about magic what a magical yeah. weekend you cannot put it into words we've tried our best um just this little glimpse but yeah very humbling to watch um all of these amazing young performers and the talent that was on that stage yeah i mean when what's really cool too is in the theater community you know our um our our daughter was part of the group that they took uh, newsies junior to adjudication and in front of them feet away are Broadway professionals. These are people who are right now on stage doing into the woods or doing different productions or have a rich history. And you're like, Oh my gosh, what an act of service to give back to the next generation. And you shared the MC got on stage and said, kind of like, this is what we're doing and we uplift and we're encouraging. And just to say, Hey, we want to see this community thrive and we want to see the arts in our schools and we want to see children rise to the top. You know, I was in theater from sixth to 12th grade and you know, it's often the safe place. Yeah. It's the place that it doesn't matter what table you sit at lunch. You're welcome in theater. And that's just really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Whether the whether it's the lead role or the or the gaff supporting cast, it all the, matters. You're the person doing the you know the the sound or the lighting, yeah. and yeah, I think that that's I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is when, like I said, when I got there, my guard was up, but everybody else's guard was down a long mm-hmm. time ago, mm-hmm. and they can just be themselves. Yeah. So anyway, magical. Magical, we could keep magical. talking about yeah. it, but you know, like, come on, Ooh, if, it'll, I'll put it in the show notes, junior yeah. theater festival, and we'll put a link to our favorite local yes. performing arts school. And I've been humming some of those songs and singing <laughs> some of those songs yeah. for the last month. It's not fair. Something rotten junior has your heart. I know it does. <laughs> I know. I know it does. It does. <laughs> All right. So we're to the point now where I've asked my two questions and Julia's asked her, her, her two questions. And if you're new, we get to the point where we wrap up, where we do our, uh, Prop your feet up moment of the week because that's what you do on a couch. And also our couch crumbs, something that was kind of crummy this week. So I'm going to start with my couch crumb, Julie, and I've already alluded to it, is I'm still working out the bugs in my laptop. Uh, I do not know where all the buttons are. Uh, in fact, it took me almost 20 minutes to figure out how to turn the laptop on. No joke. Because the button is not on the side anymore and it's not in the upper right. So I did have to google how to turn on my my laptop because they <laughs> didn't show phone. me because they didn't show me how to do it um so my my couch crumb of the week is learning new technology yes. and although it is necessary for us to thrive and for things to go faster and all that stuff you just i just want what i want and i find something that works and i and i do it okay as a kid the same person cut my hair for like 20 years okay because if it's not broke don't fix it it was the same crooked haircut every single week <laughs> Five dollars plus a dollar tip, you know. I find something that works and I go with it. So why they got to update these computers? I, I don't. I don't know. I sound like an old person That's now. That's okay. Jules, what's your uh, couch crumb? All right, my couch crumb of the week comes to you by a squirrel. Okay. So all Here right, we go. there's a little story to Here this. Here we go. Here we go. All right, my mother is queen of feeding the birds, okay, right? She's like, she loves feeding the birds. She knows every single name of a bird and characteristic that comes to her bird feeder in the winter, okay? When winter comes and snow happens, my mom reminds me and she'll be like, are you feeding your birds? Like like it's a chore on the checklist. And you know, I, I wanna make sure that 
yeah, I, okay, oh, I guess I got to feed the birds, you know. And over years, I have also, not as much as my mom, and I only know the names of a couple, but I do enjoy it. I like having a bird feeder out the kitchen window when you're doing dishes or whatever, and it's enjoyable until this year. Most recently, there's one particular squirrel that has found my stash in a tin, in it, okay, you know, like the popcorn tins that you get at Christmas, that yes. size. My mom has also supplied us with sunflower seeds, which she often says, don't get the mix. So you can get the mix, but then mix it with some black sunflower seeds because they like that the most. You'll get, you know, the cardinals and all the, I don't know, all the different ones. So I have this huge popcorn tin with a little cup inside and I scoop it and put my little bird feeder and I get to watch them and, oh, aren't they beautiful? Are they cute? And all oh, that's fun. The kids enjoy seeing them, especially on a snowy day. But this menace of a squirrel has found it. And I've never had this problem before. Now, my folks have. And my dad, Jimmy, rigged multiple bird feeders that have these, like, things that squirrels can't climb up and steal all the bird seed. Not only has this squirrel found the bird feeder that belongs to the birds and robbed them of all of their food, the squirrel also found the big popcorn tin with all the bird seed in it, like, you know, to refill. This squirrel, no joke, the blinds were closed on the patio recently on Saturday, okay? Dylan and I are out here. I'm having a cup of coffee. She's watching Teen Titans, you know, doing her thing Saturday morning. And I hear this, like, noise. It sounded like someone was trying to break in our house, okay? No joke, like, out on the patio. I'm like, what is going on? I open the blinds, and what do I see but a bushy tail in the spare bird feeder container. Not only did he eat all of the one out of the bird, like robbed it all, he went into the stash, took the tin lid off of it. I had a rock on top of it, <laughs> got like a big rock, Knock, somehow got the rock out of there, took the lid off, and its bushy tail is popping up out at me. All of this commotion happened, made me think someone, like who's back there, what's going on? It's the squirrel, the same one that's taken all of the bird seed. Couch crumb, I'm not a fan of squirrels right now, especially <laughs> the one that has taken all of So guess what? Now I have to, one, find, ask my dad to Jimmy rig a bird feeder for me, like how he does it, because the ones that you buy in the market, they're still just not good enough. So I'll get my dad to fashion one. This is going in the request. So um, yeah, so got to do that. Got to make sure that the birds still get fed because it's still winter. We still have some months where they're not getting nutrition when the snow hits so mm -hmm. we got to do that but this stinking squirrel and it reminds me of that children's book that we love those darn squirrels and i am old man footwire in the story you are so i'm complaining about new technology you're complaining the, about birds that darn and those and, darn squirrels and squirrels it's one in particular i don't think it's a whole group it is one <laughs> evil squirrel that has taken over what's his name mm, i don't know something menacing like uh voldemort something like that i don't know <laughs> melvin or sorry i don't know sorry i don't want to i don't yeah. want to hate i don't want to hate on names because there's probably a melvin out there love you melvin but i don't know something about a squirrel he's just he he's i'm just gonna call him the evil squirrel okay he's just yeah all right well you got to flip it around oh, what's your what's your prop your feet up moment heat up now talking about that squirrel my prop your feet up is that while we have been on the victory couch and while we have previously recorded that we are finally getting season two going that yeah. is my prop your feet up i can't wait for people to hear the new intro too because <laughs> dylan is just uh well both kids are just they've come up with their own lines and yeah, they're just they're sweet. really special it's sweet we hope you guys have enjoyed uh us just reinventing things and keeping it fresh for your ears to enjoy yes mine is simple i ran a half marathon in december and i trained for quite some time for that and i have that's right a new pr i beat my 38-year-old self, boom, take that 38-year-old self, me. So uh, yeah, it was good. It was in uh, Annapolis. It was a little hilly, a uh, little bit rainy, mm -hmm. uh, very cold. It was 30, I think 36 in the morning. Plus the and, uh, the being on the coastline there right at the bay. Yeah, yeah. a little wind, not, not a ton of wind, but a little bit, not enough to affect the running. But yeah, it was, uh, it was good. They had at the end... 
because uh, we started at the Naval uh, Academy, mm-hmm. and they, when when you end, there was this, this bell there that says ring. If you had a PR, ring this bell. And uh, of course, you know, kids and Julie for a couple different reasons couldn't make it. So of course, I end. I get my medal, and I walk over. I'm like, I'm ringing this bell because I I did it, you know. So I start ringing it, and people are going crazy, you know, mm-hmm. because it's a PR. It's it's a big deal. And I later found out that if you're running a half marathon that that's kind of a big deal. But if you're running a half marathon in winter, mm-hmm. these are like really committed people. Mm-hmm. So the, these are like, you know, you're not going to see dudes in flip flops and, and bicycle shorts that just woke up and, and they decided to run that morning. So these, these people were pretty serious. Most everybody there was serious. And they had, you know, there was a 5k, a 10k and, you know, a half, um, no full with this one, which was good. But I will tell you, hmm. I'm training for a full marathon yes, you are. in uh, March and my 35 year old self that has the current PR for a full is going down. So yeah, so that's going to be two races, two PRs at two different lengths. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Take that last year. You take that last year. Me. <laughs> that's right. That's a friend's uh, reference. I love it. So. And you know, that's another community we can talk about another day. That's very kind. Very and kind is the yeah. running community. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Very that. kind. Yeah. And special shout out to my good friend, Woody, who's training me for my full marathon. Thank you, Woody. Your wisdom and guidance is uh, priceless. And I'll be honest with you, I'm following a routine uh, training regiment from him, and he uh, makes me cry once a week uh, with the sprints and the hills. I did hills yesterday. Yeah, yeah that was not fun either. Yeah. But uh, I'm following it to the letter, to the T. Uh, Mr. Woody is... Uh, He's run Boston. I think he's run the New York City Marathon. I mean, I think he's placed at Boston, which, you know, is insane. So the guy knows what he's doing. He's a full-time uh, high school teacher or, or a middle school teacher, high school coach, and has led their uh, their high school team to, uh, you know, state States. tournaments, state yeah. state championships. So, yeah, he, he knows what he's doing here. So, uh, yeah, so I, I decided to get a coach this time to help me out. That's and uh, it's been uh, – it's been good. It's a lot, it's a lot of it's a lot of running and a lot of training, but uh, it's going to feel good cross that finish line, Juliana. I know, I know. Well, you'll be there soon. So, yep. All right, guys. Well, I think that's about it for the week. Thank you once again, all of our amazing listeners. Welcome back. We are thrilled to be with you. Thank you for your patience and your grace and now understanding of why it took us a while to get going. Until then, we just want to uh, encourage you to connect with us. Please feel free to check out all of our socials. We'd love some new uh, voices chatting with us over on Instagram. You can find us there on Facebook as well. Feel free to take a look at the show notes to see how you can connect with us. And guys, if you have missed us and something we said today stood out to you, can you let us know that? It really is the human fuel that gets us to the next episode to uh, sit down and get this out in the world for you. New listeners, thank you so much. Returning listeners, thank you for your faithfulness. And we are going to go into the rest of this year with purpose and celebration and lifting each other up because we need it in this life. So until then, go out, do something kind for someone else and be a light. We appreciate you guys. See See you you guys. We will see you next time. Bye. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on the Victory Couch.